It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Coors Field in downtown Denver, Colorado, the Marlins and the Rockies played game two of their three-game weekend series. Marlins were looking to even things up at one apiece with their young left-hander, Jesus Luzardo, on the mound. He was making a second start in a Marlins uniform. He went opposite of the left-hander, Austin Gomber. With a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, after getting blown out last night, 14-2 in the series opener, Marlins fell behind early in this one tonight. They try to rally late, but they come up short, and they fall to the Rockies 7-4 at Coors Field in Denver. So the Rockies won the first two games of this three-game series. After the Marlins took two out of three in Miami from Colorado back in June, they'll need a win tomorrow in the series finale to earn a split of the six-game season series. Austin Gomber started a hot pitcher for the Rockies against Jesus Luzardo, the lefty making his second start as a Marlin here tonight. And we were scoreless into inning number two when Charlie Blackman let off with a double for Colorado. C.J. Crone then a fly ball to right that got Blackman to third base with one out. Elias Diaz worked a walk with men at the corners. Connor Joe tried to give Colorado the second inning lead. Connor Joe first ball hitting skies one into right center field, should be deep enough. Under it, Dan LaCruz makes the catch, racing for the plate, Blackman, the throw comes home, cut off by Aguilar, throws down to second, not in time. Diaz moves up on a sack fly by Joe. The Rockies go up one nothing. Marlins had uh, an opportunity, a couple of base runners in the second, couldn't score, they left a man in the top of the third. They wasted a double from... Lewis Brinson in the top of the fourth inning was still one nothing Rockies into the home half of the fourth when Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman got things going with back-to-back singles against Luzardo. Two on with nobody out for C.J. Crone. 2-0 pitch is driven out toward right center and deep going back on it Brinson and he'll play that one high off the wall. Extra bases for Crone. Story scores. Here comes Blackman. He's going to score. It's a two-run double for C.J. Crone. He's knocked in six now in the series, and it's 3-0 Colorado. After Elias Diaz popped a third, finally the first out in the inning, Lizardo still had a long way to go to try to escape facing Connor Joe. 2-1 pitch, ground ball through the right side, a base hit for Connor Joe. Around third, Crone sprinting toward the plate. De La Cruz's throw comes all the way through. The run's going to score, and taking advantage, Joe Hill end up at second base. Missed the cutoff man. That was something we saw a few times in this ball game tonight. And that made it a three-run fourth inning for the Rockies and a 4-0 lead. They sent seven to the plate in the fourth, three runs on four hits. In the fifth inning, leading 4-0 with one out. Brendan Rodgers doubled. He went to third base on a Trevor Story single. When Blackman popped to third, the Rocks had second and third with two down. C.J. Crone then worked a walk to load the bases. Elias Diaz came to the plate with the count nothing and one to Diaz. And at that point, a four to nothing game. The pitcher Luzardo crossed up his catcher, Alex Jackson, 
And a pitch that was clearly in the strike zone was in and out of the catcher's mitt. And with the way that Jackson reacted to the pitch, the home plate umpire Jordan Baker was fooled. He called the pitch a ball. It should have been strike two. It should have been nothing and two at that point. Instead, though, because of the cross-up, it was a ball and a strike. And eventually, Elias Diaz would work a bases-loaded walk in that at-bat. That made it 5 nothing. That would be it for Jesus Luzardo. And with the bases loaded, two down, Zach Pop came in to pitch to Connor Joe. Bases full for Joe, who rips the first pitch into left field for a base hit. That's going to score one run. They're going to try to score a second. They will score a second. It's a two-run single for Joe. He's knocked in four runs in this game. Story and Crone cross the plate. It's 7-0 Rockies. Well, eventually Pop got out of that inning after a Jonathan Daza infield hit. The pitcher Gomber grounded out, but nine to the plate in the fifth, the second consecutive three-run inning for the Rockies, who led it seven nothing after five. Luzardo lasts four and a third, uh, four and two thirds tonight, charged with seven runs all earned on seven hits. He walked four, struck out a couple, eighty-one pitches, forty-seven strikes. Pop got through the fifth, pitched a scoreless sixth inning. That sixth inning would be the end of the line for Austin Gomber, who. Did a real nice job for the Rockies tonight. Gomber, in search of win number nine, worked six innings of five-hit shutout ball. Didn't walk anybody. He established a new personal best with nine strikeouts in the game, 92 pitches, 64 strikes. So the Rockies handed the baseball and a 7-0 lead to their bullpen. Their bullpen statistically the second worst in baseball so far this year, ahead of only the Arizona Diamondbacks. And things didn't go well with Tyler Kinley, the one-time Marlin, coming on to start the seventh inning. Lewis Brinson doubled his third hit in the game. Lewis tonight went three for three with a walk, a single, two doubles. Man, it's second with nobody out in the seventh for Alex Jackson. On 1-1, one, one, there's a line drive over the shortstop. Base hit left field. Brinson coming around third. He's going to score on a single by Jackson. Miami's on the scoreboard at 7-1. No more shutout for the Marlins. That was a step in the right direction. Jackson with his third hit since joining the team. His second run batted in. Brian De La Cruz then lined to center. Pinch hitter Joe Panic sent a fly ball to the wall and right that Charlie Blackman ran down for the second out. But the Marlins weren't done against Kinley with a man at first and two down Miguel Rojas a single. His second hit of the night. Mickey went two for five tonight. That base hit sent Alex Jackson all the way around to third base. A walk to Jesus Aguilar loaded the bases. And a chance for Brian Anderson. Bases full two down. The 0-1 from Kinley. A fastball away in the air down the right field line. Long run black, but not going to get there. It's a fair ball. Just barely in fair. That's going to score a couple to make it 7-3. So Brian Anderson's single knocks in two. That would be the end of the line for Tyler Kinley. Robert Stevenson out of the bullpen. Stevenson, who looked so good here last night, came on to face Jorge Alfaro. Alfaro, one for three tonight. He hits a ball well. Left center field, going to get down for a base hit. In from third base, Aguilar Anderson. He's headed to third. It's a double for Alfaro, and it's 7-4. to four. Finally, the inning would end with Jazz Chisholm striking out, but the Marlins sent nine to the plate. They scored four runs on five hits and a walk in that seventh inning. We had a ball game again at 7-4. to four. So Anthony Bass came on to make his team-leading 50th appearance of the season in the bottom of the 7th. He allowed a leadoff hit to C.J. Crone, who went 2-for-3 tonight, a single, a double, a walk, a couple of RBIs, and a pair of runs scored. Crone was at first base in the 7th inning with the Rockies trying to 
get at least one of those runs back. Elias Diaz, the hitter. Passes 1-0, is ripped on the ground by Anderson at third, down the line, into the corner. Crone headed for third base. He will be waved, coming toward the plate. The relay from Anderson, and he is out at the plate! Alfaro to Anderson to Jackson to cut down a big run here in the seventh. Really nicely done. Jorge Alfaro making his third big league start in left field tonight. Got to that ball in the left field corner in a hurry. Made a good throw to Anderson, who then a perfect relay strike to the catcher, Jackson. The Rockies would challenge the call, but the call stood. Crone was out, and when then Bass was able to get Connor Joe to ground to short, and Jonathan Daza to bounce to third, he was able to hang a zero in that seventh inning. It was still a 7-4 game. Top of the eighth, Carlos Estevez on the pitch for the Rockies, trying to protect that three-run lead. He walked the first man, Lewis Brinson, an eight-pitch at bat. A nice job by Brinson there with Brinson at first. Alex Jackson struck out. Then Brian De La Cruz singled. He went two for four tonight. Marlins got the tying man to the plate with one out in the eighth inning. But pinch hitter Isan Diaz, a fly ball to center. And then Miguel Rojas grounded out to first base, ending that threat in the eighth, sending this one to the ninth. The Rockies leading Miami seven to four. The closer Daniel Bard came on in the ninth with one out. Brian Anderson singled his second hit in the ball game. But Jorge Alfaro struck out, and Jazz Chisholm lined to right to end it. And the Rockies win game two of this series by the final of 7-4. to four. For Colorado, seven runs, 12 hits, no errors, nine left. For the Marlins, four runs on 12 hits, no errors. They stranded 10 in the ballgame. Austin Gomber, the winner, 9-6. and six. Jesus Luzardo, the losing pitcher, 1-1 one one as a Marlin, 3-5 and five overall. Daniel Bard is 18th save of the season. This one took three hours, 17 minutes to complete. With the win, the Rockies improved to 50-61. and 61. They're now a staggering 37-21 and 21 at home, especially staggering when compared to their 13-40 and 40 road record. Meanwhile, the Marlins fall to 47-64 and 64 now, 17 games under. They're right at 500 at home, 27-27, and 27, but they are 20-37 and 37 away from Lone Depot Park. This team's Struggles in the road have been uh, pretty dramatic here this season. They came in today with the number 24 road winning percentage out of 30 major league teams. They are now 4-11-4 in 19 road series this season. They haven't won a series in the road since they took two out of three at Wrigley Field from the Cubs June 18th, 19th, and 20th, almost uh, two full months ago. They are now 0-4-2 in their last six road series, including this series loss. They've dropped two of the first three. No matter what happens tomorrow, they uh, are going to lose this series. Rockies win at 7-4. Marlins pitchers only struck out two batters tonight. That's another $50 donated to Nation's Drive Pink Initiative for the season now closing in at $24,000. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out an opponent, it's $25 for Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Only two Ks tonight, both by the starter Luzardo, so $50, Starter Nation Strategic Initiative. If you're wondering how rare it is in this day and age where strikeouts are through the roof to see a team only record two strikeouts in an entire ball game, well, it's just the 20th time in all of baseball this season a team has only had two strikeouts in a the game. There have been two one-strikeout games, and there have now been 18 two-strikeout games. This one by the Marlins tonight. So the Rockies beat the Marlins 7-4 last night. The Marlins will look to avoid the sweep this afternoon at 3-10. Let's hear from acting manager James Rousen after the ball game. 
Thanks, Jason. Hey, James, how would you sum up this one after you guys fall behind early and then start to fight there late in the game? You know, it's, um, it's a tough one, but I, I would summarize it as, you know, they, again, the guys kept fighting, never say die. They stayed in the game. You know, we, we stayed in the game, man. We keep battling. I mean, you know, we want to come out eventually on the on the good side of some of these games, but there's this, like I said, every night, there's something to be said for players to stay in, keep fighting, keep going. You're only going to get better when you keep that mentality. You're only going to come out of the, on the, on the better end of these games when you keep that mentality going. So, you know, I know, I know I, I say this, you know, a lot, but like, that's truly the the mentality you have to have. It, it's a long season. You know, we're on the, the back end of this very long season at the same time. You see teams that, that, that give up and that, that kind of lay down at these moments and, and really proud of these guys for continuing to fight in games and, and, and gave us a chance to, you know, even come back and win that game in the end. So proud of the guys. Tough loss tonight, but really proud of the players. In that seventh inning, I scored all four runs there in the seventh. How can an inning like that, despite not getting the result that you guys wanted in a win, how can an inning like that uh, kind of turn things around at the plate or maybe think, get things going offensively? You know, it just it shows you what you can do. It shows you what you're capable of. You know, some guys swung the bat well tonight. Some guys are starting, you know, in the, in the last few days to, to start to get their groove at the plate. Um, you don't get a hit every time. And it's not just judged by every hit, but it's kind of judged by every plate appearance. Um, some of these guys are really starting to get comfortable up there, starting to get comfortable with getting regular at bats. And, and you're starting to see more quality at bats come through. You know, we can't I, I, we would love to get hits every time. You can't get hits every time. You know, but you can judge the quality of your plate appearance. Am I am I swinging at the strikes, taking the balls? When I chase a pitch, do I make an adjustment, lay off that pitch the next time to get a better pitch? I mean, there's so many things that you use to judge at bats, and I feel like our players are getting a lot better um, as time goes on. Like I said, you'd love for these to, to come together kind of like they did in that beginning we had and you, to see it more often. But, you know, you keep seeing the steps. I mean, the one thing you have to do is ask yourself to keep moving forward and keep seeing the steps. And I, I feel like our guys are doing that, and, and we just have to keep going, and hopefully the luck turns around. What was Gomber doing there in the first six innings of the game that made him so effective? Um, you know, he threw, the, he threw the ball really well. You know, again, like, uh, I thought I thought these guys do a nice job of, like, similar um, to last night, different styles of pitchers, but where they make, where they miss, where they miss it. They don't, they don't miss out over the plate very often. They, they miss in spots where it's hard to capitalize on them, and – you know, that's that's the trick here, too, you know, missing spots, because you can see like at this ballpark in this place, you know, if you miss in spots where guys can can hurt you, it happens fast here. So I thought, you know, I give Gomer credit again. I mean, he went out there, he threw a pretty good game, uh, you know, made us, you know, made us um, work and, and, and kind of worked the spots and made it tough for us to get to tonight. But, you know, again, our guys kept fighting past that. And when we got an opportunity to get past Gomber, they they stayed in the game plan. They kept going and, 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 was able, and were able to make it a game later on. Hey, James, what did you see from Jesus Lazaro tonight, specifically the fourth and fifth inning? Man, I thought he threw the ball well. Um, you know, I was telling Stott that I thought thought he threw the ball well. Um, he looked a lot more um, comfortable in this second start. And even even with the, uh, the way it turned out um, throughout the, the end of it, you know, I thought he threw the ball well. That's, you know, you got to even credit it's baseball, but he, yeah, there were a lot of like soft contact hits. And that's, that's just, it's going to happen. So there's no excuse. Those things happen. But at the same time, it's almost like when a hitter hits the ball really hard and doesn't have anything to show for it, you know they're doing the right things. You know he made he made some good pitches tonight. Um, they they had a hard time squaring him up consistently. You know he, he was able to make some pitches, but they were able to squeeze out 
a few hits and then, you know, get a couple of big hits. And that's part of the game. But as a, as a whole in watching him, I thought he made some pretty good pitches um, overall. So I thought it was a, a pretty good outing with a, with a tough ending, but it's got to keep pounding through. Uh, and what was your perspective on that relay fro- throw from Alfaro and left to Anderson to Alex Jackson to get that out? Wow. I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, that, that's about as good a throw that you see coming in. And then Andy finishes it with another great throw. I mean, you talk about two great throws. Jack makes a great tag on that play. I mean, that's that's couldn't couldn't draw it up any better. All three of those players made plays on that one particular relay. Uh, Georgie did a nice job of getting to that ball, getting it in, making an accurate throw, which started it. And it finished with a great tag. But, you know, that that throw by Andy, too, in the middle was was really good and right on the money. Tough angle to the plate, but right on the money. Overall, are you seeing Alfaro getting more confident out there in left field now that he has, I think, about a handful of starts under his belt? I do. Um, I, I think, you know, whenever George is on the field, um, you know, like I said, he's got a passion for playing. So I see him enjoying himself out there. I see him, you know, obviously starting to get a little bit more success at the plate. That helps when you're having fun. Like uh, I watch him and it looks like he's having fun playing the game. And, and there's something to that, you know, I mean, this is this is a tough game every night, but at the end of the day, it's still a kid's game. You got to go out. You got to have fun. You got to enjoy what you're doing. Um, I'm watching him every day have a little bit more fun. He's getting comfortable in, in in left field, and if he keeps making plays like that, I mean, you know, it makes it a lot more fun too when you can go out there and make those types of plays. So I'm happy for him, proud of him. Um, he's working his tail off out there. He's going out there every day, getting work in now with Jody Reed, who's here, um, handling our outfielders and and. I expect him to get more comfortable as the days goes along, but we talked about his athleticism as well. And I think we're starting to see that he's able to make the adjustment pretty quickly just because of the type of athlete that he is too. Daniel. Thank you, Jason. Jero, uh, you kind of touched on, on this uh, about Lusardo uh, previously, but after two starts with, with you, uh, with you guys, what, what's uh, stood out about him from your perspective, knowing that it is a guy that he's been um, going up and down between MLB and Triple A, but has the talent to, to stay here as a as a starter. Yeah, Daniel, um, I I really look at it like his stuff's electric. Um, you know, again, you see why you see why this player is going to be a really good player, um, a really good pitcher. You know, you watch him and the stuff he has is electric. Um, you see hitters have a tough time with it. Sometimes you see some of the swings they get off or or the lack thereof, the check swings, and, and you, you can tell this stuff is electric to the hitter at the plate. So, you know, really looking forward to him. But like every other player, he's continuing to learn how to keep getting better. You know, he's going to take this start and use the information from this one and move it to the next one, hopefully. Um, like I said, I thought he did a really good job out there. He had some tough luck tonight. Um, we don't make excuses. We never make excuses, but we do examine the process. And, you know, if you continue to get those that type of soft contact at different times and make those pitches and stay away from some walks or some tough pitches at times, he's going to continue to have uh, success here. So it was, it was a good day, you know, as far as what he was able to accomplish with his stuff, not as good as, as far as, you know, the, the ending result of the game, but, you know, we, we keep working and keep moving on and, and I expect, you know, nothing but good things from him moving forward. And you've been talking about your friends. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jason, uh, I had a follow-up. Yeah, we got we, we got guys getting ready to get out of here. So if we want to get other guys, we got to wrap it up here soon. Oh, right. Yeah. But just, just real quick. Uh, we've been talking about Brinson all week, all week long and with the big games he had in, in Miami. But now continuing here in, in Colorado with those three hits. And uh, obviously you can see that the job that he's doing is paying off. 
Absolutely. He keeps coming, you know, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, again, he's another guy you're happy for because he puts the work in, but this, the swing is getting better. Um, the swing is getting better. The approach is getting better. Um, and it comes with experience. Again, you, I'm, I'm sure you've heard me say before, but there's no greater teacher than experience. And he's able to get these at bats now and, and keep getting experience under his belt. He's gaining confidence. And, you know, I still, there's a bright future for Lou. Lou, Lou does a really good job, man. He's a good teammate, works hard. And he he keeps coming, so let's let's kind of let this keep going and let him keep getting the bats, and hopefully we keep talking about how he keeps coming along. Jordan, I think I know what your follow up is, but go ahead, and we'll get. Yeah, it. yeah, James, do you have a starter for tomorrow? Uh we're going to talk about it right now, Jordan. So I'm going to go in. We're going to get together, talk about it. Nah, I don't have one for you tonight, but uh, we'll let you know as soon as we get it. Acting manager James Rousen after the Marlins 7-4 loss to the Rockies last night. 3-10 this afternoon in Colorado. Kyle Freeland on the mound for the Rocks. It is to be determined who will take the ball for Miami. 3-10 first pitch, 2-40 airtime with the Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.